Good morning, and welcome to Love Some Movies. My name is Joey Lopes, and today I am joined by Connor. Good morning. I thought you were going to do a good morning Vietnam thing there for a second. I wasn't. I wasn't sure. Is that what you were doing? Is that that? No, no. That's that's not even close <laughs> to what I was doing. Um, I've never uh, seen that movie. I, I mean, haven't a lot either. Of people but really I, like. They know, do. People like that movie. I, I couldn't tell you anything about it except that Robin Williams is in it, and uh, for some reason our parents hated that movie. Uh, Didn't they see that? <laughs> Isn't there like a story yeah. like? That uh, they, feel they like saw there it on like story. an early date or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember. I, I I just have it very very vividly in my memory that both of our parents despised that movie for some reason. But uh, I mean, I, I'm not really that excited to go go watch. You know, Good Morning Vietnam. I don't think that's gonna happen. No, <laughs> not anytime soon. Anyway. No, but you want to know um, what I am excited about? Joey? I'm in a great mood. I gotta tell you. Oh, are you? I am. I mean, how could not anybody who's watching? Or sorry, watching, listening to to this, the the WVUD University of Delaware, our Fighting Blue Hens are in the NCAA tournament. They have made the tournament. They won the CAA tournament against UNC Wilmington, and I just just watched because obviously we recorded the day before, so this is like perfectly timed, like you know. So congratulations to the Fighting Blue Hens, and that's uh, that's awesome. That they they made the tournament. No, so how how good is that? I don't know. I don't have any context for. Uh, it, it's pretty. It's pretty great. It's so, you know, the NCAA tournament. You know, all the all the teams from across the country compete in this. The top sure. schools in the nation and everything in, the, sure, in Delaware sure. made it. So they won their conference tournament to get there, and they were a five seed. A five seed's never won the CAA tournament. You know, we have we have we have some pretty big names. Like we have uh, Jameer Nelson Jr., whose father played in the NBA. Uh, he's mm-hmm. also the general manager of the Delaware Bluecoats. You know, so all these mm-hmm. Delaware mm-hmm. connections there, and then they had we, we had a great team. Our coach Inglesby, I think I think that's his name. Uh, came, you know, came coach from Notre Dame. He's an amazing coach. He's building like this amazing mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. You know, we we got uh, we we got a team. We got a team. You know, we're gonna we, you know good good luck to us in the tournament, but uh, <laughs> you know, but we we made it. You know, we made it. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's, that's exciting. exciting. That's exciting. That is exciting. Yeah, you know, our uh, radio radio uh, director, Steve Kramark, will be very, very pleased that you brought up sports on uh, on this episode of Lopes on Movies, uh, for sure. For oh, sure. it was exciting. And, and, like, at the bar we were at in the city, like, it happened to be that the bartender gave us all, like, uh, like a round of free shots because the owner of the bar was a blue hen, you know? And oh, it wow. Just, it just happened to be, and there was a bunch of blue hens there. It was, it was, it was a, a great, so, great experience. So you had a good night. I did. I did. Well, well, just hey, hey, you know, good for you. I'm very, very happy for you. You know. I, I mean, you should have had a good. I mean, you're a blue head. You should be happy too. You know, sure. Yeah. The yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm having a great time. Congratulations. You know, you guys should celebrate by uh, going to the movies because the movies are, uh, <laughs> you know, a lovely, beautiful American institution. Uh, one, one of the greatest things that we have. Go see the Batman or something. You know, there's the Batman is out. I kind of like how this one is called The Batman whereas like <laughs> the like previous movies were like Batman Begins or Batman Forever. This one's The Batman. Although it's interesting that the uh, the Joker movie isn't The Joker, it's just Joker, but I always call it The Joker. Right. So it's it's so we have The Batman but we have Joker, you know. It, I think that's interesting whether or not you put the V there or not. Has there it's, been it's a Batman movie that's just questions. been Batman? 
I don't know. I, I think that was the uh, probably the, the Tim Burton one, I think, right? It was just called Batman, I, I'm pretty sure. Was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they've done it before. I mean, that doesn't mean that they couldn't do it again. There's well, no Scream reason they was couldn't just, just call this one Batman. Scream was just called Scream, the new Scream. Exactly. You know? right. right, yeah. I mean, I hope that you guys don't think I'm talking ironically here. I genuinely am interested in these decisions. Like, it, it, but is it just arbitrary? Do they just decide, like, okay, what are we going to call this one? Well, you know, we'll call this one the Batman. You know, because it's this is the Batman. But this we're going to call this movie Joker. We're not going to call it the Joker. You know, I, I just like, I, I want to know what the, the logic is, if there is any at all, or if it literally is just like somebody said, this is what we're calling the movie, you know, no, the yes, the it's like, you know, that scene in the, the social network where uh, what's his face is telling Mark Zuckerberg, you know, don't call it the Facebook, just call it Facebook. It's cleaner. In this case, it's the opposite. It's like, don't call it Batman, call it the Batman. It's less mm-hmm. clean. It's cool. I, I, I don't know. It, it's the, 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 I guess just comes and goes in, uh, in fashion. And I'm, I'm glad that we're in a V period right now, as opposed to a non V period. Hmm. I don't really have an, I don't have an opinion on this. <laughs> yeah. It's, I have just, you know, what, what, what can I say? I, it's important stuff. This is very important stuff, but uh, more importantly, you guys, uh, saw a bunch of Kurosawa movies last week. <laughs> Or, or hey, talked did. about uh, well, <laughs> I guess you talked about Throne of Blood and you talked about The Godfather. I definitely or not Throne of Blood. You talked about Yojimbo. We, we did. Talk, we talked about Throne of Blood earlier. Yeah, yeah. Yojimbo, great movie, great movie. You know, you, the entire time you guys were uh, were talking about it, being like, ah, oh, Joey would have a great time on this show. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I I figured you would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I I I pretty much like probably not not that much I would have added to uh, to the discussion you guys had. Although I do have one uh one different different opinion which is that you guys have talked about the uh the music and how the the you know unofficial remake fistful of dollars has that ennio morricone music which is of course you know very iconic and everything personally i don't think that a fistful of dollars has it's not really the best morricone score it it kind of has like some of the elements that would make his uh his work really iconic later on but it I think even he was kind of like iffy on it because Leone was asking for like that kind of cliched like, like trumpet stuff. Um, it's very, very derivative of other music, in other words. Um, and as their collaboration went on, they started to develop a much more, you know, interesting style. So the Fistful of Dollars music, it's good, but the, the soundtrack to Yojimbo is fascinating. Like it's one of the most interesting like musical scores from a, a movie from that era, I feel like. Yeah. I listen to it constantly. I love it. I think if it's you great. Listen, if you listen to the show again, I did I did say that I really liked the Yojimbo soundtrack. And then, because uh, I, I, I guess I haven't seen A Fistful of Dollars in a while. So I guess it kind of blends in, in your mind of well, like yeah, all I the mean, different you know soundtracks Enio, from right? Enyo. Yeah. I mean, clearly it's yeah. Enyo. But uh, I mean, honestly, they, they, you, you can't go wrong with either, can you? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah they're course, great. Of course, of course <laughs> Is the point? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I would have probably brought up a little bit more of the some of the musical stuff in uh, in Yojimbo because I feel like if, I don't know if this is the first place that I I uh, watched Yojimbo. I don't I don't think it is, but it was one one place that I watched Yojimbo like many many years ago was in a film class on black comedy. So the idea is just like classifying yojimbo as as a kind of dark comedy type movie thought i I at first i thought that was weird 
But then watching it, I I started to get it a lot more. And I think the music pulls a lot of weight there because there's a lot of like overtly like funny musical cues. Like yeah. there's a lot of Mickey Mousing in the movie. I don't know if you noticed that. Where like a character will take a step down a flight of stairs and it'll go like dun. And then you take another step and it goes dun. You know, stuff like that. Just like really, well, like, really silly, yeah, like cartoony yeah, stuff. Yeah. He, he's, he's like, like Curse yeah. has done a lot of stuff like that. Like it, it it's just like great filmmaking. You know, and it, yeah, just to have it uh, sync with the soundtrack. It's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a funny movie. <laughs> oh no, it is. I, I actually, I yeah. you know, yeah, I'm glad you said that because I, I didn't think of it like like. But as soon as you said black comedy, I'm like, oh yeah, sure, definitely. <laughs> the movie is is yeah. funny. It, it's it's yeah. such a, like a. I mean, it's kind of a like a bit of a ludicrous concept too when you just think about like what's going on in a lot of the scenes. But uh, oh yeah, you know, it works both ways. It works in every single way. It satisfies like every itch. It's it's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. once it's, once it's again, a, watch it. It's an an important movie in a lot of ways. I feel like because it, it really did create like a, a, an archetypal character. You know, like that 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 main character in Yojimbo. Like we, we've we've talked about how like he inspired the man with no name or whatever in the the Leone movies. But that entire character type of that just like wanderer, endlessly cool guy who's always just like completely on top of everything, outsmarting everybody. Um, but also just has this kind of like mystery about him. Like Yojimbo, what was the original movie version of that character in a lot of ways? Yeah. Um, now just fill in the that's, blank. That's like what, now, yeah. nowadays they do that too. Like it, it, any kind of thing does. I mean, even like a silly movie like Wrath of Man from uh, from from uh, last last year, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's sure. Kind of, yeah, like, why not? Similar. Like all these kind of things, yeah. like kind of play off of that kind of man with no name the mystery kind of cool guy they can like they they all work that way and those characters yeah. are consistently always awesome you know yeah, the lineage yeah. is there you know but but yojimbo holds up it's a it's a really really good time of a movie for sure and uh yeah i echo your guys's points on that one to to definitely go check it out i have not uh seen the godfather in a very long time but of course i remember really loving the godfather uh I, there's been some really interesting interviews with Francis Ford Coppola lately. Actually, I don't know if you noticed this. He did, he did like an interview where he's talking about how he wants to finance like his uh, his his final passion project, where he's gonna like put like all of his own money into it to get it made. I don't remember what it was called. I think he's called it like Memoria or something like that. I don't know. There's there's some like speculation about it, but uh, it's interesting that Francis Ford Coppola his his career is is kind of fascinating. Right yeah. after those like that that string of like really really iconic movies like the conversation the godfather and apocalypse now and of course godfather part two like a after that it's been just like a very strange kind of descent into experimentation and like kind of kind of losing his his place a little bit not not in a, like a bad way but like now it seems like he he's very committed to wanting to come back but i don't know We'll have to see. I think it would be really interesting to actually get that movie because the way he describes it, is, it sounds completely insane. Um, but hey, I think that's a good thing. You know, if, if if that movie gets made, it'll either save cinema or destroy it. I think. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I mean, uh, Francis Ford Coppola. I mean, one thing that confused me is he introduced himself as Francis Ford Coppola, but I was told recently that 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 it's actually Coppola. But uh, well, I mean, should, wouldn't he know better? <laughs> yeah, I, I know that that really threw me for a trip. I was like, wait, is this is this the real guy? I don't know. He's saying his name wrong. <laughs> Fascinating. Maybe this is like a Paul is dead situation. Like the the real Francis Ford Coppola died in like a car accident in 1977, and uh, the the guy that we know as Francis Ford Coppola is a fake. Wouldn't that be something? 
Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> uh, right, we, we definitely talked a lot of nonsense in this episode, so I think it's about time we uh, <laughs> maybe talk about something that's not nonsense. True. Um, so we, we've been hyping this movie up for, God, months at this point. And I say hyping up, but I, but I basically mean is we've been talking about wanting to see this movie for months, <laughs> which is the... Uh, the now Oscar nominated Japanese drama film Drive My Car. Um, we, we I don't know when I first started hearing about Drive My Car, but it was definitely on Twitter. Um, there was definitely a lot of film Twitter people talking about Drive My Car, probably around its first like festival appearances. And now there, the film Twitter people are basically claiming victory over this movie having getting like getting an Oscar nomination, where they they kind of like posted it into a, the cultural conversation um which is very interesting um i uh but but i was very very curious to see it and especially curious because of just how much kind of buzz it had been getting and how much it seems to have at least a little bit broken through into the mainstream like i mean getting a, a best picture nomination for a foreign film is definitely an unusual thing. I, I, it's very easy to compare this to Parasite from a few years ago because Parasite was another example of a, a foreign film that got a, a Best Picture nomination and, of course, eventually won Best Picture and a bunch of other uh, awards, which was crazy. Um, but the, uh, the interesting thing to me about Drive My Car, especially in comparison to, to Parasite, is uh, Parasite is one of those kind of like movies that feels like a built-to-be-a-cult classic type movie like very twisty plot very high concept um and it just kind of like i could see people watching that and having like their mind blown like it has that kind of like that, that movie you watch when you're first getting into movies and you're like oh my god i didn't know movies could do this you know that kind of stuff um so i i totally understood why parasite was able to break through and get some some bit of uh, mass appeal but drive my car on the other hand is uh, a very slow character drama. And that's, that's pretty much what it is. So it's, it doesn't really have the same, like, kind of wacky, like, crazy appeal that Parasite had, in at least in, like, the total surface level. So the fact that this has gotten, like, the uh, the attention that it has and is nominated for Best Picture, I think that's that's kind of awesome, isn't it? Like, this, a movie that's so, so seemingly unassuming as this to... Uh, to get that much that get that much acclaim and that much like attention like yeah, people are going to watch this oh for sure it's, <laughs> it's awesome. nuts. It, it it's uh i mean it's great i i, I mean first are, are you familiar with uh, with murakami at all Mm-mm. so he he's this is based on a on a short story that that he wrote so he's a he's like one of sure. the like a he's a very famous probably one of the most famous like modern authors in japan okay uh, so I've I, I started reading one of his books, Hard Boiled Wonderland and the End of the World. His his books are are very, I mean he's a fi- he's a fiction writer and they're they're very personal. Mm-hmm. They're they're very like introspective and they're mm-hmm. very kind of crazy is how they're known. Like <laughs> yeah, it's sure. it, and and so his movies have adapted to to I mean his books have adapted to movies like fairly well. Like before, like there was a movie called Burning that did that i also really liked i don't know if you oh that was i didn't realize that was uh yeah Yeah, i didn't know that that was him right that was his his book story yeah his book is called barn burning and then it was adapted into a movie called burning 
uh, that took place in, in Korea. He, I mean, he's, he's a Japanese writer, but uh, mm-hmm. also great movie. And I like that one too. And I think if, if it was a different time, if that movie came out like more nowadays, I bet that that movie could have gotten more hype like for like a best picture kind of, it, it just, it's really cool that these kind of movies are getting more attention than they did in the past. Uh, oh, for yeah, sure. And, yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you like, Drive My Car does feel like his kind of like rhythm to me from stuff that I've, mm-hmm. you know, of, of movie adaptations I've seen of his. And then mm-hmm. also like what the writing, the kind of introspective, very character driven and kind of like wild concepts that just feel so personal. But and then like make yeah. you think so much. And it's yeah. it. I mean, it's great. I mean, like needless to say, I, I, I think I, I thought this was great. I, I don't know what. uh you know if you what what your opinion is of of this yet but uh, oh yeah yeah it, I, it, I think this is excellent it's, it's great yeah absolutely i i'm totally unfamiliar with the uh with the director ryusuke hamaguchi I, I think he's been around for a little while now um he says that he first gained international recognition with a film called happy hour in 2015 um so he's he's been around for a little while he actually released two movies this year I think there was one called Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy, and then there's this Drive My Car, um, and I've seen like both of them getting talked about a little bit, but obviously far more for Drive My Car. Um, but yeah, he, he's he's one of those like those names that I'd never heard of before, and then suddenly this movie comes out, and it seems like everybody on Twitter knows who he is and loves him. It's like oh, <laughs> okay, interesting. This guy just kind of came out of nowhere for me. Just a couple of like little notes that I thought about while watching it. One was that. I really appreciate it when movies will have conversation scenes that play out like a, a large portions of them playing out in just like one really really well composed master shot as opposed to like doing the the standard like you know you have your establishing master shot then you cut to reverse angles of the conversation right if you ever watch any movies from like the, a long time ago you'll you'll see a lot more deliberate camera setups where the blocking is is very important and the shot composition is very important and the conversation will take place in one frame with no cuts and if they ever do cut in it's always something that's very noticeable and important right and this that this movie felt like that to me there's a ton of of conversations and scenes in this that are just one almost like sometimes just completely unmoving camera in one position where two characters are talking to each other but it's framed in a very particular way and when they do eventually cut to like a close-up or cut to a different angle, you notice it because it's like finally, you know, there's like right. a, a big change and it ha- like it's a, a huge amount of punctuation um, when you're a little bit less uh, less frequent with your with your cutting. Um, and this this movie feels like that and has a completely like unique rhythm because of it. Very few contemporary movies I feel like do that. Um, so that that that's just like one one little thing that I really liked about it. Obviously, like I said, it's it's a it's a character drama. A very very old fashioned kind of character drama. I, I guess we could talk a little bit about what the 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 plot of the movie is. It's, yeah, well, want me to read it or the yeah sure yeah go, go ahead. Okay, yeah sure. So drive my car. After his wife's unexpected death, Yusuke Kafuku, a renowned stage actor and director, receives an offer to direct a production of Uncle Vanya in Hiroshima. There he begins to face the haunting mysteries his wife left behind. It, it's it's a very good setup from the beginning because the, the, uh, one thing that I was spoiled on for this, and it's not a huge spoiler or a big deal or anything, is that the uh, 
the opening titles of the movie, like the opening credits and the the title drop of the movie, don't come in for like forty minutes or yeah. something insane <laughs> like that. It, wasn't that wild? Um, <laughs> yeah, and basically the 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 whole first part of this movie is setting up the relationship between him and his wife. Like you see them together before she dies. A lot of questions come up about this relationship and there's only there's only so much of it that we get while she's still alive and then a lot of the the movie going forward is kind of unpacking a lot of the the questions that uh that you start having when you first see them and mm-hmm. it's it's fascinating and very 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 moving and very emotional. Um obviously like it's called Drive My Car the bit is that when he goes to this place in Hiroshima to to direct this play, he's he's basically in residency there, and the the theater company that he's working with has this rule in place where they don't let the people that are in residency drive their own vehicles because of an incident in the past where one of their residents like apparently killed somebody in a car or something. So that just as a precaution, they always hire a expert driver to to drive their their person around basically which initially the uh main character Yusuke is not very uh not very happy about because he has this very particular ritual that he does while he's driving which is re- while rehearsing his lines um but eventually like he he does accept this this person that has come to uh to drive drive his car for him um and their relationship forms like a whole backbone of the the kind of emotional arc of the movie um and yeah, it's it's it doles it out very slowly, very deliberately. Like all the uh, the the character information feels like it's it's very it's paced out very very well. There's a lot of very interesting character dynamics between, um, particularly between uh, Yusuke and I, I guess what the guy playing Uncle Vanya in the play, the person he cast as Uncle Vanya in the play. Yes. Um, the I guess you could call him like the main character of the play, basically. Yeah, the, the um, th- young, that, the young like hotshot yeah, actor in, yeah, in the young hotshot actor. Yeah, who's uh, trying to like reestablish the, himself as like, uh, yeah, like you know, they, they, what actors do sometimes when they're trying to find themselves, they go back to theater mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that, yeah. like that kind of guy. Yeah, but it's it's so interesting because their their relationship is fraught for <laughs> some some very serious reasons. But e- that that character himself has so many like mysteries that to him just in general as well that you, you don't learn until way later on um like ugh, man it's just these are really great characters you know like there's, yeah, the there's so much going the characters on with, so with even, the, even the smaller characters too like the one actress who who can only do korean sign language and everything oh my like, god i i loved every scene she was in yeah, i was just like fantastic like glued to the screen like completely transfixed on everything that was happening actually it's really interesting that like the the whole bit with uh with yusuke's uh his his i guess vision of theater involves multilingual um stuff so the whole bit is that all the actors are speaking in their native language or like a different language in other words right basically and, it doesn't uh, matter it can yeah. be whatever it, yeah. whatever they speak exactly yeah, like, so like eventually so that they get they get this person who does sign language which he wasn't initially expecting but then you know obviously fell in love with because it was a really uh really interesting perspective and especially like one one of like the last shots in the movie one really really long take of of uh of the play in production it's just like stunning to watch yeah, can I uh, let me just give some of the some of the themes. It's a sure. movie about like dealing with with like loss, right? Loss, grief, grief. acceptance of people's like faults maybe, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. people who who have passed on, 
right? Mm -hmm. And then like kind of dealing with regret, I guess, in in some way too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On top of this kind of like story with uh, a a very successful person, you know, who's been like a titan in in industry. Like, you know, he's a, he, our, our, you know, Yusuke was a, you know, famous director, TV actor, everything. And then went back to, to theater to kind of after like some, you know, some personal tragedy, clearly. His wife died also too. Well, his wife died. Like there, there's a, you know, it's, it's extremely deep and it's incredibly moving. Makes you, makes you think, it makes you really evaluate things in your own head. Like, am I really just like, like it makes you, it makes you want to rethink how you accept your own feelings you know, or, yeah. or like, are you trying to cover up something because of like a certain situation that's happened to you and because mm-hmm. you just don't want to accept it yourself? You know, I, mm-hmm. I think it's I mean, I think it's tremendous. And when a movie can yeah. speak to somebody like that, I think it's excellent. Really nice music, too. Yes. Not not a not a movie with a a ton of music, at least like music to runtime ratio. This is a very long movie, um, but the music that is there is very nice. Uh, very, very, very good stuff. I have to bring that up because I'm a musician. I feel like I, I, I need to, to shout out the composers. That's, yeah. that's me. Of course. Um, oh, yeah. and, and the, drive, the driving out. scenes are also awesome. Also, I think even though oh, yeah. like it's yeah, so, fantastic. it's so simple. Like I, you would think like just like a lot of, a lot of, there's long stretches of just driving in the car, but, but uh, I don't know. Something about them is just so like, just so captivating. Just the way that they're, you yep. get the, like the landscapes perfectly. And then even the scenes where you're seeing driving from like the the front from the driver you're seeing the car like moving forward like it, it i don't i don't know it just it, i thought it was really gripping the whole the whole yeah, way it's very compelling yeah very compelling for sure so check it out it's on hbo max streaming you know available now to be seen you don't have to go to a theater you can watch it in the comfort of your own home and uh yeah you know it's i'm very glad to see this movie getting all the the attention that it's been getting it's a very worthy best picture nominee very uh, very interesting and uh, beautiful movie so check it out and uh, we'll see you next week <laughs>